You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. On the night when he was betrayed, Jesus stood up from the table and he took off his garment and grabbed a towel. And he wrapped this towel around himself. And taking a basin of water, he came to his disciples. And he began to wash their feet. This humility is astonishing. In fact, embarrassing. There's a a number of artistic depictions of this, Jesus washing his disciples' feet, and the look on the disciples' faces is one of of great shock, almost despair. Uh, My favorite is the one with Peter, with his hand in his face. He can't even look up to see Jesus. And he says as much. Far be it, Lord, For you to wash my feet. That's the work of the servant, not the Savior. That's the work of the slave, not the king. Far be it, Lord. I should wash your feet, says Peter. But Jesus says to Peter and to you, unless I wash you, you have no part of me. I suppose there is a temptation to be embarrassed at the humility and the humiliation of Jesus. That our Lord and our God is stripped and beaten and bruised and nailed to a cross for our sins. I suppose there is a temptation to be embarrassed that our Lord is there on his knees, wrapped in a towel, washing the feet of the disciples. That he's there serving a Samaritan or a tax collector, or some other kind of sinner. There's a temptation to be embarrassed that our Lord was born in a barn, surrounded by animals, to a lowly maiden without a husband, not yet. But Jesus came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. But Jesus, let us serve you. Let us wash your feet. Let us deliver to you some comfort. Let us exalt you with our praise, or whatever it is. Jesus, to you, tonight and always, says no. I will serve you. And that same thing that he says to Peter, the same thing that he does to Peter, he magnifies the very next day. For on Holy Thursday, Jesus takes his clothes off himself and wraps himself with a towel. But the next day, his clothes would be stripped off. And he would be wrapped with the purple robe of mockery and crowned with thorns. 
This day, Jesus, on Holy Thursday, Jesus goes to his own knees of his own accord to wash his disciples' feet, and then he stands up. But tomorrow he will be crushed to his knees by the weight of the cross and sin that he bears. Tonight, Jesus will be humbled by his own love for you. Tomorrow, he will be humbled by your sin and the wrath of God. Because tonight, he washes the disciples' feet with water. But tomorrow, he washes your conscience with his blood. And really, I suppose that's the business of Monday, Thursday as well. The business of blood. Apart from the shedding of blood, it says in the epistle to the Hebrews, there is no forgiveness of sins. The Bible, the pages of the Scripture are covered with blood. And you know that about the Old Testament. I mean, page after page, there's sacrifices. There's goats and lambs and bulls and pigeons being being ripped apart and their blood being spilled on the altar in Jerusalem. But so too the New Testament that Jesus gives. It is a testament of blood spilt for you. But this blood has to be brought to you rightly. Think of this, and I hope this is helpful. There would have been a number of soldiers crucifying Jesus. And this, I'm sure, even though they would have been well-practiced, would have been an incredibly messy job. I don't suppose that you could nail someone's hands and feet to a, to a plank of wood without making a complete mess of it. And these soldiers would have come home to their wives after that first Good Friday, and they, their wives would have said, Ugh, another day on the crucifixion duty, you are a mess, covered in blood, covered, in fact, with the blood of Jesus, but not forgiven. Because while the blood of Jesus that shed on the cross wins for you eternal salvation absorbs the wrath of God that was meant for you and for your eternal damnation because the blood of Jesus wins for that on the cross doesn't mean that it delivers it. And we praise God for that. There was a hundred people there that day and there would be a hundred Christians and we would be all left behind. But Jesus has established a way for you to have that blood. For you to taste that blood. For you to lay hold of that blood of the New Testament. And He gives it to you in His last will. So that on the night when He was betrayed, the night when He washed His disciples' feet, the night when He prayed to the Father for all who would believe through the word of the apostles, on the night when He was bleeding in agony as he prayed in the garden, in the night that he would heal Malchus's ear as Peter slices it off, in the night when his disciples all fled from him, in the night when he was led before Annas and then Caiaphas and falsely accused, on the night when he was first struck, when they, when they started to pull out his beard, when his suffering began for you, on that night our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and broke it and said, this is my body given for you. Do this 
in remembrance of me. And on that same night, your Lord Jesus Christ took up the cup and he said, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Drink it as often as you do it in remembrance of me so that you, 2,000 years later and thousands of miles away, could have the benefit of that night and that next day, the death of Jesus. That you could eat the fruit of the tree of the cross so that you would be the inheritors of the death of God Himself. And in this we rejoice. Because that same blood of God which was spilt is here tonight. The same body of that Jesus that was nailed to the cross and laid in the tomb and three days later resurrected and on the right hand of the Father, it is here tonight and on this altar always for you. Because Jesus wasn't just winning your forgiveness. He wants you to taste it. He wants you to eat it. He wants you to know it without doubt and without question, without wondering. It happens, I suppose. In fact, uh, this happened in a couple of conversations this week. Someone was telling me, Pastor, as you get older and as you get closer to death, it's harder to be as sure about your faith as you were when you were younger. When the grave looms closer and the darkness gets deeper, it is easier to doubt if these things are true. So how can I know? How can I know if I'll go to heaven? How can I know if I'm saved, if my sins are forgiven? How can I be sure that my faith is strong enough? And my answer in both of these conversations was, have you eaten the body of your Lord? Has His blood been in your mouth? Then your salvation is as sure as His promise. Take and eat. Take and drink. This is the New Testament of the blood of Jesus, which is shed, dear saints, for you. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street, 
in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.